the Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. I want you to try to follow along with me on this, Jason. Chris, you too. I just got a text from my wife. My wife sends me during this hectic time uh, basically the daily schedule and what my responsibilities are. Mm-hmm. Set the screen! <laughs> Said today's a hectic day. Uh-oh. I am picking the kids up from school. Then I'm going to my basketball game she coaches in South Sac. According to the calendar, Mason has to be dropped off at practice at 4.55 at his school. Avery has to be dropped off at school at 6.30 for choir rehearsal. I would suggest taking Avery and having dinner around the school. She can probably go a little early if needed. So I think she's saying... Drop Mason, go to dinner with Avery. Avery, and then drop Avery off after dinner. Then you have to pick Mason up at 720. Mm-hmm. But Avery is practicing until 9. Then you take Mason to dinner. And then she can pick her up. Oh, there you go. So I think that means. Oh. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Okay. All right. What, okay. So you're going to go take Mason to Wait, practice. Wait, let me, let me say yeah. it to you and you yeah. tell me if I'm right. So that way I know I have it. So I have to. Hold on, she's picking the kids up from school. Okay, which means they'll be home. Okay, so we start at home. Yeah. I have to drop Mason off at 4.55. With Avery with you. With Avery with me. Then Avery and I are going to go get dinner. Then after dinner, I'm going to drop her off by 6.30 for choir rehearsal. And then 50 minutes later, I have to pick up Mason. So at 7.20. And then you're heading home. And then I'm heading home. So basically- When I take Avery to drop her off, I'm just chilling. You're done with her. You're playing slots. Yeah, I'm playing slots in a bike because it's always good to sit in a car in a parking lot of high school. That's not weird. I'm sitting in the parking lot and waiting almost an hour for Mason, and then I'm taking Mason home. And now I was just, uh, just as I was saying this, Mason can have leftovers after practice. Oh, poor, poor buddy. Uh, You know what? We had red beans and rice last night. That's good leftovers. That's fine. Well, yeah, that's. Well, it's okay. He actually, Stinky. He actually came home yesterday. He was like, is there any more of the ha- cheeseburger Mac that Bobby made? And I was like, well, yeah, but we have dinner right here. He's like, yeah, well, I had some, but I just want to make sure we eat all the leftovers. Tell Mason to blow his nose. Right? Exactly. <laughs> well, he is my son. Uh, okay. My son. Okay. All right. I got it. Yeah. Honest to God, though. You know how you see, like, all those commercials for, like, uh, uh, Sexual responsibility. They should just do a 30 second that spot on safe sex. Mm-hmm. Just do that. That was a lot longer than 30 seconds. Okay, I could I could consolidate into a minute. Hey, you want to have unprotected sex? This is what you're looking forward to. I have a life too. I don't. I still get to play slots. I'll play slots and royal match. I might bring Mason's uh, uh, VR thing. 
in the car, that wouldn't be that weird. Well, no, I can get out. No, here we go. I'll get out of the car, oh. and I'll do it in the parking lot. Sure, totally So it's, it's, it's dark. I'm yeah. in a high school parking lot. I'm a middle-aged man, and I'm making large gesticulations while I'm playing golf at Pebble Beach. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a normal Tuesday. Here's uh, Demonte Sabonis on the coaching staff. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, the co- coaching staff uh, warned us that if we didn't come out um, and play hard and be the more aggressive team, um, it was going to be a long night, and it was. Okay, let me replay this. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, the co- coaching staff uh, warned us that if we didn't come out um, and play hard. Then you were going to be grounded for Miami. Wouldn't that have been a better answer? <laughs> yes. No Co- fun in Miami. I was really wondering what was going to come next. The coaching staff warned us if we didn't come out and play hard, that dinner was going to be sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And none of in your, your room. In your room, and yeah. you can't go on the team dinner tomorrow. And we're staying in Memphis until tip-off. Ex- you know, we're staying in Memphis, and we're flying to Miami ga- day off. Hours before the game. At the Motel 6. Mm-hmm. We'll leave the light on for you. Uh, here goes Sabonis. What, what, what keeps him going? What gives him all that energy other than America? No, it's the passion for the game. We we love this game. You love your job, right? No. Exactly, you know. So um, we we get to play this every night. So uh, I'm just excited to go out there and uh, have this opportunity. You know, it's it's going to end one day, and um, I'm gonna, I'm going to be watching and be like, damn, I wish I was out there. That's the way he's wired. He does play hard every night. He does. And he's consistent. He's there. Let me ask you this: Have you ever? He's been here for uh, almost two years. I'm, I'm I'm honestly trying to think like. There have been plenty of things that he's done that that will frustrate you over two years. Of course, sure. I'm trying to think if I've ever, ever, ever one time been like, "Come on, Domas, get kick it into gear, lazy butt." I would say early, early on when he would have those games where he'd have like four or five shots, where he just wasn't being aggressive enough. Yeah. But can, yes, but can we now that we know him a little better? Isn't that more like like he was trying to be too passive and mm-hmm. fit in? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't lack of playing hard, but it was like, hey, can you make your – you're too good to not have an impact right. on the game. So so go dominate a little more. Even in the Warriors playoff series where everyone says he struggled terribly and Looney gave him issues, which is fine, it wasn't like he wasn't playing hard. No. And, yeah. again, I'll still maintain – look, he wasn't the right. same level, but I, I can't remember what his final numbers were. It wasn't as bad as it was being portrayed. No, it was no, it wasn't. I mean, it made it sound like he averaged six points with five rebounds, and that was not the case. No, it, w- it wasn't at all. People were lying. Yeah, liars. Somebody, somebody always busts into whenever we have the Kings conversation with, "What about Oscar Robertson?" And we're talking, you know, Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Just you know, plus you know, different generation, whatever. Cincinnati didn't even know that they had a team. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll never disrespect. When I was there, I said it all the time. Like, you know, they used to be here, right? Oh, when was that? <laughs> they didn't even know. Kansas City's probably like, yeah, I think we had one. It was fine. But Rochester, ooh, they the Seagrams, baby. Yeah. Um, Kevin Herter on the game. It was, uh, you know, they say it's grit and grind in Memphis. It was, it was a grind. Like there was, you know, they they gave us a game all the way into the fourth, and uh, won't expect that. These are guys I think that are. You have guys usually out of the rotation or on their second unit that are now thrown into big minutes. And so, you know, as an NBA guy waiting for that opportunity, I'm sure that those guys are ready. And, uh, yeah, I won't, might have, they might have heavy legs, but uh, like I said, you know, we just trying to figure out ways to win. All right, nobody look at their phones. Um, 
just a, a, a flash from Adrian Wojnarowski, and I got a little bit uh, excited for a second. I don't know why. I saw it. Did you see it? All right, Jason. He goes, he's back! Exclamation point. You want to take a guess? I mean, that's an exciting headline. Yeah, no idea. I click on it. Free agent forward center Taj Gibson signing a 10-day deal with the Knicks. Well, the long national nightmare is over. He is back. Taj Gibson's back. It's not wrong. Uh, Mike Brown was not happy with the Kings and their taking care of the ball or lack thereof. We, we didn't do a good job taking care of basketball. You know, you can give Memphis a lot of credit. Um, they're long. They're athletic. Uh, Taylor does a good job with those guys, especially defensively. And <clears throat> they got their hands on, on our ball a couple of times, which created turnovers. We also... We're a little careless from time to time, but uh, other than the, the, the 19 turnovers uh, for 22 points, I thought we played a really good game. I thought uh, we had some really good looks from the three-point line that normally go in. Mm. They're they're long and they're strong. That's getting get frictional. <laughs> so glad, so glad you get that. Uh, but you know, at, at times too. With missing out on all them threes, you got to find other ways to put the ball in the basket. And even though we didn't shoot well from the three-point line with the with the looks that we had, um, we still ended up shooting 51%. So our guys knew that uh, you know we have to find other ways to score. And um, you know, 17 second chance points was huge. You know, a game that you're not knocking down threes, having guys attack the offensive glass the way we did, Domus with with six of them was was, was huge for us. Um, and then 16 fast break points. We wanted to get out and run. Um, at, at, at the end of the day, you know, also, if you're not shooting it well, you got to defend. And I thought our guys did a, a really good job. You know, they got loose a little bit in the first quarter. They hit some threes. Mm, okay. Well, they did what they needed to do. Yeah. Want to congratulate, by the way, uh, Jeff Ramey. Uh, in Roseville, as he is our Jiffy Lube Drive the Game winner. Forgot that. Uh, Chris got that when we were off the air. Congratulations, Jeff. You've got yourself a $100 gift certificate to Jiffy Lube to winterize, to spring guys. Maybe uh might be time for some new windshield wipers. Yeah, especially with that rain coming, make sure you're ready to go. Over the next... Uh, congrats, Jeff. Over the next couple of days. Yeah, congratulations to Jeff. Well done. And uh, congratulations to the Sacramento Kings, who are now winners of four in a row. Mm-hmm. One game better than they were last year. 3-0 and on the road trip. Yeah. It's so funny when you get into these little stretches, like the negative one when they lost four in a row. It's like, I, I, don't, I don't know when they're going to win again. How are they going to find a way? And now when you're in a groove, it's like, all right, everything's good. Look at this. This is great. So uh, enjoy this part more, certainly, and um, some good wins here against Western Conference teams lately. I like winning better than losing. I do, too. I'm with you on that. Here's JaVale McGee postgame. JaVale, gee, man, you got us okay here? Appreciate you. Well, we were just saying that this was this was not a thing of beauty by any stretch of the imagination, but the bottom line is a win. Give me your thoughts about how this evening unfolded from the Sacramento Kings standpoint. Um, from our standpoint, we started off a little slow. Uh, I feel like that's the uh, lack of knowledge, lack of knowing uh, the, the players that they put out on the floor early on. And uh, sometimes in those situations, we play down to the level. Um, but we picked it up that second half, uh, really focused on rebounding and uh, making sure they only got uh, one possession on the, on the board. So uh, I feel like we stepped it up and, and we came out with a win. JaVale, in, in your great career of now, what, 16 seasons, 
including a championship along the way. You've experienced so many different scenarios. How do good teams respond to these types of challenges? Um, good teams respond by getting the win. Great teams respond by blowing teams that don't have their stars out immediately and uh, resting the stars. And then that fourth quarter is, is, is the third string guys going out there. Um, but we still got a lot to go until we become a great team. But we are playing great basketball as of now. I believe on this road trip we're 3-0. and Yep. Uh, we got four in a row as of now also. So as, as long as we stay focused, uh, keep getting stacking these wins, um, we will become a great team. You were able to get to the rim, I think, four different times tonight, and uh, your your favorite pal in setting you up seems to be Malik Monk. Occasionally it's De'Aaron Fox. Uh-huh. How much do you relish those moments? I uh, definitely relish those moments. Uh, the way that he breaks down the offense and uh, makes it makes it easy for me when I'm rolling and, and gets me the ball so I can have an easy finish is amazing. Um, I appreciate every time uh, I try to go up there and set the, the best screen I can and get them open. Even if I don't get the ball, I know that is the right play is going to be made. Well, we appreciate that, too. Are you ready for a day off in Miami? Absolutely, absolutely. Ready for a day off to get a little sunshine. A little ah, sunshine. sunshine. I like that call right there. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Appreciate it. I got to say, that answer might be worth his contract alone. <laughs> that, that I is knew a, it was a good answer. It, it, it's an insight into why veteran leadership and, and players that have been on great teams, why that matters. Good teams get the win. Great teams blow the other team out so badly that it's the third stringers playing in the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, that that that's exactly right. That's that's better put than anything we've said. All but happy with the win. Should have blown them out, but happy with the win. But that's a measuring stick. Yeah, and you still try to chase that. I think even then qualified. Look, we're playing great basketball now. Like as far as four wins in a row. Yeah, but it doesn't consider himself a great team, and so they're they're working towards that. I love that. I, I love that drive, and I love that message from Javale McGee. We'll take a break when we come back. Sean Salisbury, don't go away. We've just got a one minute break here. When we come back, Sean is going to break down the game from last week, and uh, we'll get an early look at Chiefs and Niners for all the marbles. We'll do that next. and purple it's the carmichael dave show with jason ross on your local sports leader sacktown sports efforting sean he's elusive he's a quarterback they're tough to tackle quick what if sean would have been considered a game manager I understand he didn't have the you know the All Star Pro Bowl you know Super Bowl winning career all that stuff but I I I have memories of Sean playing they're just when I was oh, yeah. pretty young yeah and I don't know for a quarterback if that's an insult anyway it's a good point like yeah. if somebody said Sean I remember when you played you were a game manager. Yeah, would that be taken as an insult? I mean, I, I don't know why it's framed that way. I feel like people try to do it that yeah. way, but if a game manager ends up winning you a bunch of games, I, I don't know. I, it's such a, it, He would be the better one to answer it. All right, let's bring Sean on. I don't know if you can hear us or not. Let's bring Sean on, though. I'm going to ask him the question, okay. and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to channel my inner Sean. I feel like I know him well enough. My guess is the answer, part of the answer might be something like, well, look, first off, you have to be in the games to manage them. 
mm-hmm. like, and that's an important right. Uh, that's chance important to win. Yeah. All right, let's let, yeah. let's bring him on right now. Uh, former NFL quarterback, currently a devastatingly handsome radio host in Houston, <laughs> the one, the only Sean Salisbury. Sean, if I say Sean, you were a game manager back when you played. Is that an insult? Probably, if you're good. No, no. If you're, would it be an insult to me? Absolutely not. The society takes it, and football fans take it. I don't know where it originated from saying that if you're a game manager that you're not any good at the position. I asked, uh, I've asked two of them, and one of them's a guy that everybody knows, one of the best offensive coordinators and has been a head coach in this league. I said, when I say to you, game manager, what do you say? He said, it's the best compliment I can give a quarterback. Wow. And I don't look at it negatively. I would say probably look at it a lot different. With a, a skill set and good player, somebody calls you a great game manager, then you end up Drew Brees and you're in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. The best game man. Well, let me go through. How, how, what was Joe Montana? Game manager. A system quarterback with yeah. Bill Walsh yep. and a game manager. That's right. What was what was Peyton Manning? Ooh. What do we what, what do we always talk about? Talk, Peyton Manning wasn't beating you with his feet. No. He's beating you with his brain and accurate throws. Yeah. Same with Drew Brees. Side uh, uh the the Sean Payton system. Uh um, oh he's in the Bill Belichick system for twenty years or whatever it was, and throwing uh shallow crossers, throwing it to the right guy. To me, I, I don't know where we come to the game manager, Brock Purdy. You know what? If Lamar Jackson was a better game manager, his ass would be playing next week. Mm-hmm. Amen. If, yeah. if Josh Allen was a better game manager and didn't throw 18 interceptions in the red zone, Josh Allen would possibly be in the Super Bowl. If, if Dan Campbell managed the game better, and I love Dan, just like the other two quarterbacks I'm very fond of, uh, Dan Campbell would be playing in a Super Bowl, possibly. Point being is game manager means you throw it accurately, you keep your teams in the right play and keep them out of bad plays, and you keep things moving and you win a lot, a, a, a lot. See, Mahomes has got both. He was 30 of 39, and for less than 250, I think it was 247, that's a lot of completions for not a lot of yards. Right. It looked to me like he managed the game screens, so slant, hit the deep one when you have it. So I'm just trying to figure out this nasty, stupid, actually pathetic, ill-prepared, empty, lazy analysis that we always think game manager. Oh, so here's what the world wants. <laughs> you want a guy who can throw off balance and throw it 100 yards and throw it through a car wash without getting it wet some of the time, but can't hit the car wash. <laughs> now, when they say, no, I want Mahomes, well, who doesn't? I want Steph Curry, too. But you know what? Guess what? When you're knocking down threes, if Steph Curry's not knocking them down, then you take the ball to the paint and get a little pump fake and drive and hit the mid-range jumper same way. So I don't understand game manager. If you manage a game now, if you can never make an open deep ball throw, I don't call you a game manager. I just call you a guy who can't make the big play under pressure. You want me to go through the names that are sitting at home that do that on a regular basis in January? I can name that group too. So – I don't know where this comes. It, it's, a, it's a lazy, let me go, What when in doubt, what, uh, let's go to the, he's just a game manager. But isn't it amazing how some of those guys on ESPN, and you know who I'm talking about, yep. went, went from the guy Brock Purdy as a hack, when I've been trying to tell you for two years the guy could play, so is a hack to this year or this week, what a player. He single-handedly carried the 49ers. Brock Purdy's been doing He did it the week before, even though the numbers weren't the same. I do believe there was a fourth-quarter drive that managed the game into a 
trip to the NFC Championship game. Uh, I'll tell you what, the diarrhea of the mouth I continue to hear from some of these guys making seven figures makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Mm. You know what? Study your craft. Do what you did as a player and do it as an analyst. Brock Purdy should take game manager or some guy as a great compliment and a guy who's got a chance to beat the best player in the world in Patrick Mahomes. Ryan Clark. <laughs> sorry, Jason, go ahead. As we're talking with uh, who? Yeah, yeah, sorry, no. sorry. Yeah. yeah, sorry. There's a long line. There's a long yeah. line of guys that feel the same way. But you know what? Uh, Here's what I do know: that the guys that some of them love will be either buying a ticket to a game or watching this week yep. while Brock Purdy's dressing in the locker room, getting ready to play. That's true. As we're talking with Sean Salisbury, so whether it's system quarterback, game manager, those are all insults. Where does the one? For you, Rank Sean, when it's, oh, I could quarterback that team with this weapon, that weapon, and that weapon. Okay, so let me let me give you this partial soliloquy that I hear. We hear that all the time, too. Isn't the, isn't the nature of the position? Here, and here's how they talk out of both sides of their damn mouth. Hey, with those players, mm-hmm. who can't? Yet, when you have those players and you don't, it's never the quarterback's fault, right? Nope. Think about that. A guy throws a red zone interception who is a great player and had a great regular season in Lamar Jackson in the AFC Championship game. There were three dudes. You could not have walked the ball out there and handed it to a receiver without somebody knocking it down. But that's, oh, man, if he'd had one more player, just, just one more hesitation. I get what he's doing. I understand why Dan Campbell, he's done it all year. Well, this is a championship game. You've got to do something else sometimes. So, yeah, that's my favorite. Well, he's got McCaffrey. And he's got Debo, and he's got uh, Kittle, and all these great players. Yet, well, I, 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 Brady had uh, Gronkowski and Moss, and Breeze had uh, Michael Thomas and some great players. Uh, uh, Mahomes has got the greatest tight end, receiving tight end, and we'll go down in history as the greatest receiving tight end ever. And he had Tyreek Hill, and he's got the best play caller in the world, uh, other than maybe Kyle Shanahan in the NFC and Andy Reid. So, now we're punishing guys. Joe Montana's not any good because Jerry Rice, right? Roger Craig. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. We can't give Elway any credit because the only reason John was any good is because Terrell Davis. That's right. My point is everybody needs everybody. And then we get mad at the GM who doesn't draft great players. And then, and then when he does draft great players, we punish the quarterback because he actually knows how to get the ball to the great player's hand. Once again, you lose instant credibility with me when you tell me the only reason Josh uh, Brock Purdy is successful is because he's got good players. I don't care who you are or what you did on the field. If you said he said or on a radio show and tell me that your credibility goes out the window, and from now on, I, you're you're nothing more than white noise mm. to me Sean, because you don't study your craft. Sean Salisbury with us, and and maybe a lot of it's just the ring. You know, Purdy ends up getting a ring this year. I, I, I you know. You know I would never disrespect these two people, um, but from a numbers perspective, you could make an argument that two of the most overrated legendary quarterbacks of all time are Jim McMahon and, and Joe Namath, and they both have rings, but people also forget Joe Namath, numbers-wise, uh, was not that impressive of a quarterback, and, and Jim McMahon, I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of that was leadership, but a lot of that was Buddy Ryan and sweetness and the defense and all that, but... They have rings, and as of right now, if you said who's a better quarterback, Purdy or uh, McMahon or, 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 or Namath, I think Purdy would get laughed out of the room. I'm not so sure that should happen. Right, and, and Namath would be the best thrower of them all. Listen, and, and it's, it's, it, you're so right. 
But what Namath did and what Jim McMahon did, they got buy-in that even when they didn't have McMahon, I teammated Jim's. We he could go seven out of twenty-one, right. but those seven plays in clutch were money. Yep, that's who Jim was. Guts, and so it doesn't always have to be pretty and throw it the farthest. Sometimes when you got a great arm, that great arm gets you in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's decision making, throwing it accurately, and you're right. No, I, I think a lot of people would say the same thing, but we shouldn't punish those guys because every in every single game. You're going to face adversity, and you're going to have some success. And in truth, when you got players, you still the quarterback still has to deliver it on third and three. Has to carry out a play fake. All these things. Yes, there are far plenty of quarterbacks who got a stronger arm than the other guy, or can throw it. You know, an intermediate throw. All those things. But the whole combined package, you got to be able to get by and lead as well as the other stuff. So. And when I hear somebody say, well, would he be any good on Carolina? No, but guess what? Mahomes ain't taking Carolina to the playoffs either. Right. And that's Superman. So the point is you've got to have good players. That's why you build it. And then you hope that quarterback can maximize them like the other guys. I, I applaud Brock Purdy for his game and for what he's done and for how he's elevated his play. Who knows how it's going to end this year. But I'll say Jared Goff's numbers this year. And that's minus the game. I, I would have, and didn't put their name by him. Do you think that uh, Purdy's numbers and Josh Allen or any of the playoff course, do you think Purdy's numbers are going to fare well, if not better than damn near all of them? They are. So if you're looking for gaudy numbers, he's got those too. I can tell you again, if he was a first-round draft pick and was 6'5", 220, we would not be talking about this. Look at the play he made to Kyle Juszczyk. Yep. Mm-hmm. When he scrambled, wheeled out, and threw it, going across his body, going to his left. And, can't, and hit him on the sideline for a first down, if Josh Allen or, or Justin Herbert or, or Lamar Jackson make that play, it's the lead for four straight hours on SportsCenter. Brock Purdy made it, and you ain't seen that highlight once on national TV. There's your narrative. He doesn't sit the big physical thrower bill. All he does is win. And for a first two years starting in the NFL, Brock Purdy's put up legendary performances, or numbers, should I say, I'll take him any day of the week, even though he doesn't throw it 100 yards. He throws it to the right guy. I can't wait to see him on Super Bowl Sunday. Sean, I'd love your take on, on how the Niners won that. There's opinions all over the place on Detroit did this the Ni- or didn't do that. Niners did this, didn't do that, so on and so forth. But h- how did the Niners come out on top, in your mind, from the well, NFC Championship? I, I think what happens is adjustments at halftime matter, and they are huge, guys. And you only get about 12 minutes. And then to go out, adjust and talk about it's one thing, execute it, and then get a little help. Get a guy in the backfield, he lays it on the ground. Throughout the game, get a, a coach who reacted on emotion, and I love Dan, how he rallies around his players. But let's face facts. You can love what he does that he's done all year. You, you've got to kick You've got to kick, You've got got to to kick. kick it. You just have to kick it. Hell, I'd have kicked the last touchdown on the four-yard line of fourth mm-hmm. down. I would have kicked it so I could get the onside kick earlier and hope i get a chance then because if you miss that catch and throw on fourth down, now you're still down 10. So, Dan, he, on emotion, and it was wrong this time around, it works other times. What they did is Detroit presented some pressure-filled opportunities that they kind of choked on their own spit, and they've had a great year. And the 49ers went and took advantage of them. Throw a touchdown pass. Get the, make great run with your feet. Everything went wrong in the first half for the, the 49ers, but that's why we play 60. Everybody, everything went right, including decisions by coaches. And when they say, oh, they, the Lions gave it away. Yeah, they help, but you still got to go on the other end and execute the plays. The 49ers just outplayed him for 60 minutes, and it took all 60. They were just better, and in truth, the better team won 
as much as Detroit had a hell of a season, they'll be back. But it's tough to get there. And they unfortunately gave the 49ers, who've seen the movie before, what it looks like to move on to the Super Bowl. That is Sean Salisbury. We're going to lean on him heavy as our coverage of the San Francisco 49ers on your home of the Niners all the way through to a week from this Sunday. We'll break down, of course, with Sean the game itself. And, uh, you know, can the Niners avenge that that, that last mm-hmm. uh, matchup with Kansas City? Appreciate you, brother. we got a lot to talk about over the next couple of weeks, and I uh, appreciate your time. Can't wait. Appreciate you, and congratulations to the 49ers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, my Thank man. Thank you. That is uh, Sean Salisbury. I loved it, you, Chris, because uh, you can catch that. There were there were some additions to the let's kick it. Yeah. There were, there were three good. There were you, good kick You got to kick it. Yeah. Yeah, we, we can almost put together a whole thing. A lot of kicking it. A lot of kicking it. God, Sean's the best. We'll take a break. When we come back, four down territory. Will Las Vegas be a good host city for the Super Bowl? We'll talk about that next. Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Call or text at 916-339-1140. On Sacktown Sports. Why does this bass line remind me of that Bad Boy for Life song? Dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, if I want to submit a song to get in the rotation, what do I do? Just tell you what it is? Yeah. Put it in the suggestion box. A local band I want to put in. Let's listen to some local tunes. Yeah, I used to do sound in Sacramento for a couple of years. It's pretty connected to the local music scene, Jason. Back in 2001. God, that's... God! I'm attempting to dazzle Dave. Oh, what just hit me is that was 23 years ago. So me saying that, like uh, me back then saying that... Do the math. That'd be 1978. Oh, God! So kids that are that age now listen to me say that that's the equivalent of if I'd have heard that back then and somebody was like, I used to do local music back in 78. Like, like Kyle and Emil that are here weren't born. That's what they did. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah, they were in, they were pooping. Yeah. Diapers. At least I was in high school when you were doing that. All right. We're down territory mm-hmm. uh, right now. Christopher Laud, who was at least in high school when I was doing that. Uh, well, question one. Do you think Las Vegas will be a good host city for the Super Bowl? All right. Jason, I'm guessing that you wrote this. So I would like for you to just give me, so I can give you a proper answer. Give me your, like, what would make it a good host city? What are you talking about there? Like, not any crimes? Uh, Well, yeah. Like, I think... Like, for there would be a desire to have it back there again. Like, remember when the NBA had the All-Star game in Vegas? Yeah. Then it did not go very well with some other extraneous things, and I don't think yeah. there was a plan. But I think they'll be fine and have basketball there again. They have the Summer League there every year. I, I think there's actually an argument you could make, again, depending on how this one goes, That and, and this will never happen. But that Las Vegas should be the permanent home of the Super Bowl. Mm. They just do that there every year. Because Vegas is has obviously... They can handle all of this. Everything. 
Yeah. It has it has bec- it is been and it is now even more. It is the entertainment capital of yeah. the world. It is a city specifically designed for conventions and events yeah. and fights and sports and it's what it is. Award shows or anything. And and now they have a beautiful state of the art billion dollar plus stadium there. Two billion dollar stadium, damn near. Um but here's the you know, and let's not pretend that Las Vegas is like all drugs and prostitutes mm. and gambling. Although there's drugs and prostitutes and gambling. And the the teams have already said, we're putting you guys 35 miles off the strip. Yeah. And they're going to have bed checks and they're going to have curfews and all that. But with Super Bowl comes a lot of other people rolling in. Yeah. Which they can house all that for entertainment and sure. all those things. But And I think the Super Bowl has probably not been for the fan for I don't know how many years now. But what did we say yesterday? Like a, a, a get-in ticket right Not now? 99,000 is... something. 9,800? 9,100? And that's just, okay, whatever. You get in somehow. That's We'll say it's 10. Sure. And you're in the upper deck. That's fine. You're at the game. Yeah. But just eating anywhere, traveling anywhere, prices of bottle of water. Yeah. I mean, just, it's outrageous. I mean, there's got, uh, you, you wonder how the... the the only way to do something like that would be you'd have to find a way to pay off the New Orleanses, the Miamis, mm-hmm. the San Francisco's, the L.A.'s. They all want the Super Bowl, too, the city, yeah. which is why it would never happen. But isn't it New Orleans next year? Is it New, or- Ooh, is it New Orleans next year? Yeah. I don't. Is it? Anyways, yeah, I, I think it will. But here's the sad thing. You know, one shooting, one bad thing that goes on and. It almost ruins it for everybody, but you know, I, I is it New Orleans next Orleans, year? Yeah. So we are want to announce. By the way, you know, generally we we wait till we're going to get you uh, more details on this year's Super Bowl in the future. But I can tell you right now, uh, I would like to officially announce KHDK's live coverage of the 2025 Super Bowl coming to you live from Radio Row hmm. in New Orleans. That is the earliest <laughs> announcement ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Probably brought to you by Jiffy Lube, but yeah. who knows? Incredibly. Tell you right now, that's happening. Yeah, I don't care who's in this. It could be the Texans and the Buccaneers, or or full full four quarters. I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Second down. Would you consider the Chiefs a dynasty already? Remember when we talked about like what's next to a dynasty? Yeah, I think they need one more. So if they win in a week, dynasty. Okay, I do. I think I don't. I don't think two in the run. Is enough for I, I? It's like almost like the difference between winning two in a row and winning three in a row is a winning streak. Yeah, I feel like that's the the door into the dynasty. Yeah, it's weird that like if we look at other things that have been called that, or even goats, right? When uh, Joe Montana was called the goat, well, he was part of a team that felt like a dynasty. Tom Brady, part of a team that yeah. felt like a dynasty. People are mentioning that with Mahomes. Part of it's his play. The other part of it is is their success, and so they're back to the Super Bowl. They win another one. That's you know Andy Reid getting another one. That's Mahomes getting another one. It, it right. sure feels like they're basically there. But even if they don't, and then next year they get back, or in two years they win another one, it's like they've been a story of the AFC and the NFL for years. Yeah, exactly. That's they're close. Yeah, they're very close. Third down, please. Bigger deal: Shanahan getting his first Super Bowl title, or Andy Reid becoming just the fifth coach ever. With three or more Super Bowl titles, they're both big deals. They're they're both big deals. Um, I think it's Shanahan. I think he needs it more. His changes his thought, uh, coaching thought on him more than Andy Reid's. And Reid is already considered one of the greats, right? Yes, exactly. 
You just add on, which is awesome. But Shanahan, you know, I think people think he's the greatest or one of the greatest play callers in the league right now. And you got to win the Super Bowl. And so that would be that would elevate him big time. And if he doesn't, he's going to go down as a really, really, really good play caller. Yeah. I mean, if he has like another kind of uh, either questionable game or a bad loss in the sense of like they had a lead, that that that's going to haunt him. Can Kyle Shanahan get in the Hall of Fame? without winning a Super Bowl as a coach? I don't know the answer to that. Is there a coach that's in the Hall of Fame without a Super Bowl? No, I'd have to check. i yeah. got to think. No, no, you're talking longevity. And unless a it's like wins. extenuating circumstances yeah. or something like that. All right. Fourth down. Hi. Sorry. That's okay. Bigger deal. Mahomes adding to his GOAT resume or Purdy winning a very unlikely Super Bowl? That feels like a very serious question now. <laughs> um... I'm trying not to be biased here, but I think it's Purdy. Mahomes already has a couple. He's going to be in the GOAT conversation, if not the GOAT at the end of the, the, the end of the run. Brock Purdy winning a Super Bowl, he becomes the third undrafted quarterback. Oh, he's or no, he was drafted. Sorry, two undrafted quarterbacks have started a Super Bowl. One has won one, and Kurt Warner. I mean, but this is Mr. Irrelevant. Didn't I see something the other day? He's the first Mr. Irrelevant to ever complete a pass in the NFL. I think oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And he's one game away from winning the Super Bowl. That's that's literally a Disney movie. Uh, it will be, you know, Purdy Good, the Brock Purdy story, coming soon to, you know, AMC. That's going to happen. So I, I'd say that's the bigger deal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that doesn't feel like it makes any sense, right? Like, you couldn't even – like, that's not believable. No. And now we've seen it again. The, the The story is crazy from just maybe making the roster to getting on the team to then getting put into the lineup to now uh, helping lead a team to the Super Bowl. It's crazy. But then you've got Mike Florio. Purdy sounds like turdy and he can't be a good quarterback. Mm. Okay. Like that's, that's such that, a that sound logic. It's such a horrible, laughable take. But I, I have to admit, like there's. It is kind of like a third cousin to my, you have to have a cool last name to be a good quarterback <laughs> with the exception of Roethlisberger, but a little juvenile, yeah, which I would do. Right. Back that thing up. <laughs> we'll take a break when we come back. Who's hot? Who's not? And let's recap three of the key for last night, Jason, if you're up to it. I am. All right. We'll do that next right here on Sacktown Sports. What's hot? Yeah, hot. Real hot. And what's not? It's not good. Brought to you by American Energy Heating and Air, Sacramento's complete heating and cooling company, and second opinion partner. Who? Who? Who is hot? By the way, there's a huge sales meeting going on downstairs right now in the conference room. Pop my head in. That was a mistake. And uh, they they could be listening right now. Hi everybody. I said, hey, tune in. Know what you're know what you're going out and sell. Yeah. So let's 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 kick it for this. Let's dazzle them. Oh man, I'm out of cash. Who's hot? <laughs> and Chris, who's not? Demonis Sabonis. He's yeah. hot. Sabonis had 20 points, 26 rebounds, five assists, was 10 of 11 from the field. You heard it earlier from uh, Coach Brown. He joins Wilt Chamberlain as the only other player since assists were uh, tracked in 1956 to have a 20-25-5 and 90% from the field. Is that good? That, yes, it is. I can tell you it is. It's empty calories. That's what some say. It is empty calories. He's just a game manager. Just, he's a, DeMontis Simonis is a game manager. That's excellent, Chris. 
get t-shirts printed. Let's mm-hmm. go, stat. Who's not? I mean, they were like not yesterday, and they're still not today. The Miami Heat. Oof. They have the longest current losing streak in the league. They did uh, shoot 25 of 25 from the free throw line. That was pretty good. Well, what's that like? However, they shot 39.3% from the field, 389 from the three-point line. Bench shot 32%. And if you take away Caleb Martin and Josh Richardson, the rest of the bench was 0 of 19 last night. But the Cavalry's coming, baby. Wednesday at 4.30 Pacific. Kings in heat. Kings are in heat? The Kings are in heat. I mean, mm, gross. I hate the fact that, like, I legitimately, like, I'm legitimately expecting a loss in this game. Like, legitimately, like, oh, the Heat are getting hot. <laughs> well, Miami is a good team. They are. They're not playing well. They were, they were in the finals last year. But they've lost seven in a row. They have. And, you so know. So you think they're going to keep losing? Just one more. Just one more is fine, and then go on a 12-game winning streak. they can say streak. eight is enough. That's fine. Filmed in Sacramento. Hi, JR. What's up? Hey! hey! I know executives are listening to me. My voice is kind of gone from Sunday, so I apologize to those gentlemen and ladies that are in that room. Um, it, what a great game Sunday, real quick. I was, you know, a couple rows down from uh, Kit Kat. Um, better know. I, wait, no, they call him Eminem. Oh, wow. Anyway, yeah. love to see him lose and go home. Yeah. Hey, you guys keep saying Brock Purdy's a Disney movie? Yeah. To all of us, you know who he's not a Disney movie to? Uh. Himself. Dude, he is a hard worker. He sees himself as a quarterback. His parents sell hot tubs in Arizona. They're not a smart family. So, you know what? He's proven he deserves it. And I'm more worried Friday. It's not the heat. It's the humidity. Love you. Bye-bye. What do you mean they're not a smart family? Because they sell hot tubs in Arizona. <laughs> Well, JR gotcha. Is this a, I just didn't expect they're not a smart family. That's not look, I'm And a, it's a matter of fact. So right, you know they're not smart. You know they're not a smart family. I mean I'm looking at uh, it, this has gotta be the same, right? Purdy pool service and repair, Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh I mean, you know, that that's uh that could be trusted professionals. Yeah. I see some of the manufacturers. I recognize Jandy and Pentera and Hayward. Uh, weekly pool cleaning services to Scottsdale, McCormick Ranch, Paradise Valley, and more. And they, and that's a pretty pool. And then they've got a spa outlet. I mean, come on. I wonder if they've gotten any sort of a decent influx of business. You know what? Honestly, if, here's where if they were a smart family. Bro, you got to open up like Brock Purdy Super Spas and put it right somewhere in the Bay Area. Yeah. Because who, who in Arizona is going to be like, oh, you're Brock Purdy's parents. I'm going to buy a spa from you. But coming out here, and, and honestly, they should open it and be like, and 20% of all proceeds go to Brock Purdy because he doesn't make any money. He has a roommate. Yeah, he has a roommate. Are you kidding me? How many people would buy spas or pool repairs or whatever? I, uh, uh, I, I don't know how the pool service world works because I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a pool guy. And uh, I got to – I got to – know him for a while and then he retired a couple years ago and he actually like legit we were friends and he legitimately pitched me on like hey would you like to take over my my route like as a business <laughs> swear to god i i don't know anything about how it. how long did you think about that 
I thought about it for a couple of days, just really? not not about like leaving the station, but like, oh, could this be like a little side business? And then I started doing the math, and I'm like, okay, so he has 85 uh, uh, pools on his on in his route, right? But then I started thinking about, I'm like, okay, 85, and this is what I pay, and that's every week, and how many of them are slow pays, and then like you got to hire people to do it, and. I don't know. Maybe there's some pool people out there. It just it seems like it's tough to make a living, especially with the amount of you know jackalopes out there like me that you know I've done this before. Where I'm like I'm not getting a pool service during the winter. I'll just let it go. I'm not swimming, and then it costs me more, you know, in spring to get it all fixed. I just it does. It seems like that's a hustle, not a hustle in like a. a and unethical, but a hustle is, and you've got a hustle. That's a respectable job. Yeah. It is a respectable job. So eighty-five was too much for you. Eighty-five, no, eighty-five. The, the margins just weren't there. Like I'm mm. thinking, gosh, that's. I'll have enough to pay the people that do it, and then maybe. Oh, little, you wouldn't do it. No, I don't know anything about doing that. You were taking over no, the world. No, what am I? Gonna do? No, I'm not like. Are you? No, are Michael Dave? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not in my mid 50s with bleach blonde hair with a massive amount of weed in my pocket wearing a tank top because that's pretty much every pool person i've ever seen and they're the nicest people well (laughs) a few years away uh who's uh oh we talked about who's not i'll tell you who else is not is uh king's fans and their blood pressure chris the mom says my kids got me an apple watch because i fell outside three years ago and waited for an hour before anyone came by yesterday my watch asked are you okay did you fall? I yelled at it. No, I'm watching the Kings. <laughs> There's a lot of people that get their blood pressure. Yeah. Up. Do we have time for three in the key here? Yeah. Right? All right. Let's go. One trillion five hundred seventy-eight thousand three hundred and forty-two. Yeah. Uh, three in the key, Jason. All right. Brought to you by uh, nobody. The salespeople. Salespeople are yeah. listening to that. Get on go, it. Hey, this is a segment we'd like to sponsor. By the way, our big boss. Oh, bo- man, I'm out of cash. If that did happen, our big boss is 100% like, and no rants on, on, on pool cleaning <laughs> for five minutes. Yeah. Back to you. Uh, we asked because the Kings were coming off a career high 10 blocks yeah, or season were. high against the Dallas Mavericks. We asked for blocks in yesterday's game against Memphis. Dave, you said four. I also said four. Yeah. Chris said two. The correct answer was one. one. Do you know who got the only block in the game for the Kings? I think I do, if I remember correctly. Wasn't it Kevin Herter? Okay, Chris, what's your guess? Keegan Murray. Uh, Dave, you're right. Kevin Herter. Yes, I am. I'm a true Kings fan. All right, we asked for points for Harrison Barnes. Davey said 16. I, too, said 16. We had the same guesses. And Chris said 17. The correct answer was 12. 12 for HB. Okay. And lastly, random stat. Dave, you said a Grizzly player would get ejected. <sighs> and he did. Not get a jet. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I said a half court shot or beyond would be made in the game. That did not happen. No. And Chris said. Hey, by the way, can I say, did you partially do that as an homage to Tyreek Evans? Because it was oh, a I didn't think no, about that. Okay, but I, I wish I did. Wondering if that. Uh, and then Chris revealed to us his prediction for random stats. Sabonis would have a twenty point triple double. Now he didn't get that, but it was a pretty unique. Stat line for some. Like I feel like Chris gets like an honorable mention. Yeah. Or like a Yeah, like a medium clap. Yeah. If his teammates could have just made five more baskets. I Good know. point right there. But I mean he did go for 20, 26, and five. It's a pretty decent game. Yeah. Empty calories. Made the wrong trade the wrong guard. Wrinkles. Uh when we come back, 
let's 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 look back at uh, Super Bowl Fifty Four. G's. I'm gonna be okay with this. Let's. No, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I don't really have any response other <laughs> okay. than we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it together, and let's all hold hands and look back at a horrible, horrible, cheating, terrible Super Bowl. We'll do that next.